Welcome to the Weird History Podcast. I'm Joe Streckert. This is an independent, listener-supported show. To support it, go to weirdhistorypodcast.com. If you were alive in 1983, Stanislav Petrov saved your life. If you were not alive in 1983, your parents probably were, and Stanislav Petrov saved their lives and thereby helped you exist in the first place. Because on September 26, 1983, life on Earth as we know it was almost obliterated by a nuclear apocalypse. But Stanislav Petrov made sure it didn't happen. In September of that year, Petrov was a lieutenant colonel in the Soviet Air Defense Force. He was stationed just outside Moscow and was one of the people who monitored OKO, the USSR's system for detecting incoming nuclear missiles. Most days, Petrov saw nothing. And that was good. Having a boring day at work meant that he didn't have to spring into action and initiate the first steps of a Soviet response to an American nuclear attack. However, just after midnight on September 26th, Petrov heard something that, up until that point, he'd only heard in training exercises, and that was Oko's alarm system. One of the satellites in communication with his station had picked something up. Or rather, five somethings. The system was seeing five American Minutemen intercontinental ballistic missiles heading straight for the Soviet Union. The lieutenant colonel was suddenly surrounded by loud noise, flashing lights, and a red and black screen giving him a simple instruction. Launch. Or, in some translations, start. But both of those mean the same thing. It was up to Petrov to start the Soviet Union's role in World War III. He stood there, silently, for about 15 seconds. Years later, when asked about what was going through his mind during that time, he said, we needed to understand what's next. And fortunately for literally every human being on Earth, Petrov soon had an important realization. That is, if the U.S. were actually attacking the USSR, he thought, they would probably send more than five missiles. In a real attack, one superpower would hit the other with everything they had, for a lot of reasons. That might be their only shot, but also they wanted to potentially weaken the response. A lot of nuclear missiles are pointed at other nuclear missiles, and... If the Americans could, hypothetically, knock out Russian nuclear sites in a first strike, well, that is, potentially, fewer nuclear missiles that they could lob back at you. The result is still apocalyptic and terrible and beyond the comprehension of basically everybody alive, but it would maybe be marginally less bad? The point is, five did not seem like enough. Petrov said, I just couldn't believe, just like that, all of a sudden, someone would hurl five missiles at us. Five wouldn't wipe us out. The U.S. had not five, but a thousand missiles in battle readiness. 
He also thought about the responsibility that he suddenly had, not just to his country, but to the entire world. I imagined the responsibility for unleashing the Third World War, and I said, no, I wouldn't, he later told an interviewer. So, instead of taking steps to launch the missiles, Petrov decided to double-check. He asked Soviet ground radar for confirmation if they saw anything. Now, this wasn't necessarily a sure thing. The satellite system that Petrov monitored could see about 15 minutes ahead of the ground radar system. So, if the ground radar saw something, that could confirm an attack, but if they didn't see anything within 15 minutes of the satellite system's alarms going off, that didn't necessarily disconfirm an American attack. But the ground radar said, no, they didn't see anything unusual. It was up to the lieutenant colonel. His automated system had seen something, and he had to respond. Thinking that a real American attack would involve more than five missiles, and going on the fact that ground radar hadn't seen anything, he gambled. He thought he had maybe a 50-50 chance of getting it right. And he said to his superiors, We have a false alarm. Our system is malfunctioning. It's seeing missiles that aren't there. Fortunately, for everyone alive in 1983 and everyone born after 1983, he got it right. The satellites the USSR was using to detect potential American ICBMs had apparently mistaken sunlight reflecting off clouds as incoming Minuteman missiles. Now, I know what you're probably thinking right now. You're probably thinking, why was this guy the one who decided whether or not the missiles would have launched? He was a lieutenant colonel. In the United States, the president is the one who decides whether or not nuclear missiles are unleashed. Shouldn't this have been up to top Soviet leadership, not just a guy at a base? Well, yes. I have described this in a way to make it more dramatic, but that infamous red button telling Petrov to launch or start, depending on translation, that wasn't actually a big red button that would have been used to launch the Soviet Union's nuclear missiles. He didn't actually have a big dramatic button to press at all. Instead, he would have gotten on the phone and a decision would have been relayed to Soviet leader Yuri Andropov. Now, that would have been bad, because 1983 wasn't a great year for American-Soviet relations. In fact, that period of time is sometimes called the Second Cold War, or the Little Cold War. Things had actually been somewhat better before then, but both of the superpowers had hit a new low in their relationship with each other. Earlier that year, the Soviets had shot down a Korean commercial jet, which they had claimed had been secretly spying on them. The United States and their NATO allies, they had engaged in a series of provocative war games called Able Archer, which the Soviet Union worried was actually a screen for a real invasion protocol that NATO was hoping to carry out in the near future. Also, the U.S. had recently made noise about building a space-based ballistic missile defense system. Now, we know today that having a defense system that would shoot down ICBMs wouldn't work. The common metaphor is that it would be like hitting a bullet with a bullet. But at the time, 
Nobody really knew that. And the Soviets thought of it as a shield behind which the Americans could strike at them. And there's one more thing. In 1983, Ronald Reagan also called the USSR an evil empire, and the Russians didn't really like that. So Yuri Andropov, the leader of the Soviet Union at that point, was an aging, paranoid, autocratic militant who really did believe that Reagan was going to launch an attack at any moment. Soviet protocols called for a decision from leadership within minutes, and a lot of historians believe that Andropov was not an especially level-headed or peaceable fellow. Had this decision been in his hands, the paranoid and trigger-happy Andropov almost certainly would have called for a strike. Fortunately, Petrov allowed the decision to never get into the hands of the angry old guy at the top of the org chart. You also might be thinking that the guy who saved the world with quick thinking would get some kind of commendation. And in private, Petrov's superiors did praise him for making the right call. Apparently, a lot of people inside the USSR knew what would have happened had it been up to Andropov, and were thankful that their leader never got a chance to make this call. However, he didn't receive any kind of award for his actions, or even a nicer pension. The USSR's faulty detection system and false alarm could prove embarrassing to the Soviet military if word ever got out. So, this was kept quiet. Petrov was relieved of duty and given a less important assignment. A few months later, after he saved the world, he had a major mental health crisis. He retired to a small town outside of Moscow and lived off his army pension. Only a handful of people at that point knew what he had done, knew why he'd been reassigned, and knew the reasons behind the immense mental and emotional crisis that he lived with in the first months of 1984 and for the rest of his life. Funnily enough, one of the biggest musical hits of 1983 was kinda sorta about something like this. The West German band Nena had their song 99 Luftballons, or 99 Red Balloons in English, that was about 99 balloons that float into the sky and are mistaken for an alien craft. Superpowers around the world suddenly launch jet fighters and start fighting all over nothing. It's a song about world war started by a mistake, by an automated system seeing a threat that wasn't there. However, because the Soviet false alarm incident was kept secret, very few people in 1983 knew that life and art were walking so closely in parallel. So that's fun. More than a decade later, after the fall of the Soviet Union in the 90s, word finally got out about the 1983 false alarm incident. And unlike the Soviet military, international groups did recognize Petrov for his quick thinking. And he finally got to talk about it. He talked about it to the BBC, the Washington Post, and anybody else who wanted to hear the story of the man who'd saved the world by remaining calm. He died in May of 2017. And the Cold War is over, thankfully. But that doesn't mean that the threat of nuclear war is gone. As of now, the United States, Russia, United Kingdom, China, France, 
India, Pakistan, and North Korea are all confirmed to have nuclear weapons. Israel almost certainly has them, but pretends not to. South Africa used to have a nuclear program, but gave it up. They probably don't have any nukes, but there's a non-zero chance that they have a few. Japan could have nukes if they wanted to. If anything went wrong with any of the weapons in any of those countries, we'd face something unprecedented, maybe something unthinkable. And we still have automated detection systems. They've improved considerably since 1983. And today, most countries have much better tech than what the Soviets had. However, no system will ever be error-free. And when you really think about it, it's only a matter of time before something else goes wrong. Before some system, sophisticated as it might be, takes a look at sunlight and sees something else. If and when that happens... Hopefully, we'll have another cool head, like Stanislav Petrov's, ready to stop, think, and save the world by remaining calm and making the right call. This, as always, is a listener-supported show. Go to weirdhistorypodcast.com to become a monthly supporter. I don't read ads on this show. I work for you, not advertisers. Thank you, all of you who are monthly supporters. Also, go to Apple Podcast. Give the show stars and reviews. That helps other people discover it. I am on social media at Joe Streckert, at J-O-E-S-T-R-E-C-K-E-R-T on Twitter. And the show is on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdhistorypodcast. Thank you all for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye. Dabei wandert am Horizont.